On this week's episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, we delve into three cases of intergalactic intercourse to try and understand the motives of these romantic roustabouts. Was it copulation? Procreation? To show off their weird green fish sticks? Find out. Sound good, Adam. Mm. You got the. Mm. <laughs> Just do this for an hour. <laughs> I felt like there's something I actually wanted to legitimately talk about. Oh, I know. So uh, I was telling Jordan, um, obviously, I was getting tattooed last night. Mm-hmm. Travis brought up the third season of True Detective. And he's he's not too far into it. And I'm, we're not going to spoiler ish, but. Uh, he says it's just like the first season. So okay. I watched I watched the first episode before you guys came over here. Brilliant. Brilliant. But then we were talking about I was like, okay, take McConaughey from the first season. He's chain smoking the entire mm-hmm. time, right? Drinking lone stars. And I was like, how do you chain like movie stars do? How do you chain smoke that whole time and then just like stop? Yeah. Money. And then he thinks that they're fake. Fake cigs. Fake cigarettes. And I'm like, what would they put in there for a fake cigarette? What would they? I don't know. I mean, just smoke the cigarette. <laughs> but then you get addicted. If you're a method actor, you're okay with it. <laughs> yeah. And McConaughey is the greatest actor maybe the of the sig- generation. I'm assuming maybe they're drug addicts, so maybe that's like the least of their problems, sure. possibly. So. Sure. I can see that. <laughs> they're all clonopined lo- up already. I love hearing about like fallen stars who who like are drug addicts or mm. alcoholics. Mm. Like, you know what? That's all in the past. I only smoke cigarettes. And in your mind, you're like, you know what? Thank God he only smokes cigarettes Thank now. Christ. <laughs> Like, they get that pass. Like, you know what? It's better than heroin or cocaine or whatever. At least they're just smoking cigarettes. Yep. Speaking of drug addiction, I do need to definitely thank Candace, a.k.a. VW Chick, on mm, uh, right. uh, Instagram for saving my life from <laughs> tragic lisinopril <laughs> allergy. She heard me talking about how my face was puffing up, and I went blind for a few seconds, and she was like, uh-oh, you're, that's probably your blood pressure medication. <laughs> so I went to the doctor, and that's all squared away now. Well, wow, that's really nice of her. Oh, very fucking yeah, like, nice of her. Okay, did you tell the doctors of your symptoms at all, or just... I didn't even know it was a yeah, problem. You just I thought was you just OD'd like, on it? I was just like, man, I'm just tired, and yeah. now my face is puffy. I yeah. don't know. You know what? Speaking of tired, today, literally today, no joke, I've slept for 12 hours last night, and I feel awesome. You feel relaxed? Yes. I don't know why I slept for so long, but you know what? It feels good. That's we what I'm planning on doing tonight. Good. Yeah, you had to work this morning. <laughs> yep. Son of a bitch. Tell us about your work this morning. Well, if we're going to do that. Yep. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? Certainly not me. I am Adam. Sitting across from me is Cody. How are you, pal? I am fantastic. How are you, Adam? Oh, I'm so good. (laughs) I'm so good, dude. 
You know what I mean? Every oh, day yeah. we stray further and further from God's light, you know? <laughs> uh, we're pretty far from God's light at this point. Let's just keep going. Let's just <laughs> get away from that we're falling psycho. into Satan's hands. Hell yeah. The one who truly loves us. <laughs> Feels pretty good. It does. But uh, that's it for me. Uh, Cody, I want to hear about you. Uh, my week was fine. Like I said, I got tattooed for multiple hours on my elbow last night mm. uh, so now my arm's a little stiff mm. doesn't like to move too much was it your right or left elbow my left damn why because then i could reach me? over and slap it no i had the the left elbow and part of the ditch in the same night and i Oof. so now both my arms are done in those spots never again i Good. hate those areas Good. well not the elbow but like the ditch of Dude, the arm the Fuck. ditch is so bad Dude, I look like it looked like the fucking marshmallow man. It was so fucking oh, swollen yeah. yesterday. Dude, you, you should get your abused. hands done because those are awesome. When you get them done, how much they swell up? It looks like you have fucking I, mittens on. I'm debating that. I haven't. I don't know yet if I'm that degenerate or they not. Fade. But it's like they fade too much. What's I the know. point? They get all shitty and cracky after man, a second. This one's never gotten touched up. It's all faded. My yeah, hands but you are gotta, also very dry you, right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to remember the climate because we're like yeah. uh, crocodile skinned right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. yeah. During, the summer, when, as fuck. <laughs> during the summer when you moisturize, all your tattoos bright up again. Man. Yeah, it's nice. And fairy lotion candles. Get some of those. Fairy lotion candles. Yes. Okay. So it's a candle, but the wax turns into lotion, and then you dip it out of there and rub it on your your tattoos. Who told you about this? Uh, I bought it at the Ren Fair about five years ago, and now I get three of them every time I go to the fucking Ren Fair. (laughs) They smell fantastic, and they moisturize my skin like no one else. Isn't the I mean no nothing else? Isn't lotion like really hot when you're dipping it in your hand in there? No, no, it's not as hot as like candle wax for some Mm. reason. Huh. It's weird. It's weird. Or maybe it is, and maybe I'm just like a dominatrix or something like that, you know? <laughs> that a could sadist. be. A sadist. Right, a dominatrix is like the girl that does the Would be stuff, the right? quote-unquote masochist. Maybe, maybe we're the weird ones, but I feel like getting hot wax poured on you doesn't sound enjoyable in the least bit. Uh, it sounds yeah, painful. No, I remember uh, seeing that in that fucking uh, Ricky Martin video mm. when the chick is like pouring candle wax <laughs> on him, and I'm like, why would... That doesn't... No. <laughs> That seems terrible. That's the worst. Have we ever talked about the the one night I remember I was at Ground Zero? <laughs> Saturday night, it's like a bondage yeah. club or whatever. Yeah, bondage a go-go. And uh, there's literally a, a guy up on stage. He had his shirt off, just his pants. The dominatrix like, pulled his pants up and poured hot wax on his junk. Oh, that didn't seem pain. That Ah, oh, God. Just makes a mess. That's going to be a hard pass from old Jay Fox. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. That's no good. So, Jordan, you're not going down that route. No. I'll get into a lot of the shit they do there, but I am not playing with fucking hot candle wax. And the man that's down with most of it, but not the candle wax, is Jordan. Hello. Let's hear about why you had to work today and why your glasses make you look like Mr. Fucking Magoo. <laughs> your fucking big no, ass the, glasses. He's the, he's the gopher from uh, uh, Banjo uh, 2D or whatever. Oh, mold. Bobbles. Yes. Bubbles yes. or <laughs> Bobbles or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So, work this morning was just cleaning up a job that we finished all the stoning and whatnot on yesterday. And, yeah, all of our shit just had to be out by Monday because mm. that's when, like, the final inspection for closing on the house is or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just had to go in, tear down scaff, clean shit up, and 
the reason I have my glasses on looking like Bubbles Magoo mm-hmm. <laughs> over here <laughs> is, uh, so it was Wednesday, just like tucking out some joints and shit or mixing mud, but at some point something got in my eye and mm. I apparently didn't get it out completely. Mm. So just had it in there like all day and it must've gotten behind my contacts. Oh. So wound up scratching my cornea. That's a no-go. Getting a little bit of an infection that luckily is already on its way out thanks to some nice antibiotic eye drops. Mm, Everyone was like, oh, is it pink eye? I'm like, no. No, it's not pink eye. <laughs> it's, it's not pink eye. Jesus. <laughs> if know, it was pink eye, I wouldn't be at the bar with you. You know what's uh, disgusting, speaking of that, because my dad <clears throat> is a mechanic too, obviously, and He's talked about when, like, a piece of metal will, like, shoot in his eye and get stuck in there. And you have yeah. to go to the doctor and then, like, take the little pliers and, like, rip it. I'm like, ah, yeah. no. So no. that is why your boy is going to go to Viking Supply up in the Midway area uh, and buy some fucking safety yeah, glasses. Yeah, you probably should have had that in the first place. Uh, mm. You're anti-OSHA right now, Jared. Yeah, I'm always anti-OSHA. Oh, God. Well, we hope your eye heals back again. We do. Uh, I have a hunch it'll be good by Monday for sure. Because it, it's already not, like, very red or anything at all. It looks no. pretty normal today. We even have a magnified view of your eye right now. Yeah. And it looks fine. I can see every pore of your eyeball. I don't know if eyeballs you, Can have you pores. see the little cut on his cornea, too? Like <laughs> oh, there it is, in fact. It's not my fault I inherited bad eyes from my parents. Jordan, you're burning the wall. Do you have laser vision or are your glasses just really thick? They're just very thick. We should probably put a picture of them on, the, on Instagram. I think they're very cute. I don't know if the ladies becoming. are ready for that. Oof. I don't know. We'll get that Noah's Ark. <laughs> We're going to get a lot of yeah. uh, followers, yeah. female followers, after we post that, Jordan. That's no good. Yeah, I feel like I'll lose some followers and be like, oh, God, he, no. <laughs> Maybe somebody's into that. You never know. You know who might be It's not it. good genes to pass on. A scientist who likes looking through a microscope all day. <laughs> I'll tell you who might be into it. A crazy extraterrestrial looking for love. <gasps> they might be. Do you think so? I think so. Well, I think we should get into you know, Cody's tale. That's a perfect because I, we're glad we have Jordan here because he's the only one I know who watches alien porn. So mm. maybe he'll be able to give his advice mm. on the encounters. I here. just hope they do the reverse zips loop. I don't mm. know what that is, but it's I an alien it's, sex move. Oh, okay. How we get down, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Well, let's get into novice. this. So this is uh, we're a little bladed. Uh, for Valentine's Day, obviously, but uh, we we decided to go with uh, some sexual encounters with extra extraterrestrials. Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> We're gonna fuck some aliens. These guys probably had a better Valentine's than we all. In did, the words so. of Kyle Kinane, well, fucking sexy, sexy, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but all right. He was very drunk on the Boogie Monster like two years ago on <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start off with our first tale from a Mr. Antonio Villas Boas. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. How are you? How many tales are we going to do today? Three. Let's set this up a little bit. Three tales, three separate tales of encounters with extraterrestrials uh, that aren't rapey. No rapey. No rapey. These are lovey. They. Fully consensual. Consensual sexual encounters, okay? Beautiful. The date is October 5th, 1957. The time is approximately 11 p.m. when. The 33-year-old Brazilian farmer named Antonio Villas Boas began to notice a silvery 
<laughs> white fluorescent light shining through his rooftop. Uh-oh. Antonio cannot seem to locate the source of the light. His brother, whom was also there, notices it as well. The both men are terrified, but it seems to vanish shortly after. Hmm. Oh, thank God. Jumping forward to October 14th, 1957, Antonio and his brother were farming the fields when they noticed another light appear. Now, Antonio preferred to tend to his fields later in the evening when the Brazilian heat was not so oppressive. Were they out there with their t- bronzed <laughs> skin and muscles all looking sexy and oil sweaty in the beautiful light of dusk? Tracks in their jujitsu on their break times. <laughs> The light was roughly the size of a wagon wheel and about 100 meters in the air. When they attempted to chase after the light, it would zoom to the other side of the field over and over again until the two men gave up and just tried to pretend eh, it's not even there. It's <laughs> the way to go. <laughs> Antonio continued working in the field and the time was approximately 1 in the morning. He gazed up into the sky and noticed a star-like UFO approaching him at great speeds. Mm. He described it as being egg-shaped with small purple lights and one huge red light that lit up most of the area. When the UFO got closer, it made Antonio's tractor stop working. Ooh, Uh-oh. EMP device. <laughs> now terrified, Antonio quickly jumped off his tractor and made a beeline to the house, but something was holding him back. The craft landed... That is when he noticed four small-like creatures wearing tight, <laughs> tight-fitting gray overalls and gray helmets exiting the craft. The beings then forcibly drug him into the craft. Once inside, he was terrified and began thrashing, but the aliens managed to forcibly remove his clothing. Okay, that's a little rapey, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you did start off the episode by saying not too rapey. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah. This is uh, line number three here. Things are going to get better for Antonio. Don't worry. Okay. He claimed three of the creatures were around five foot two and one being four foot six. Now, he recalls that they were trying to communicate with him, but were unable to speak his native tongue. Antonio describes them as communicating with each other via barking or yelping. (laughs) Oh, it's just a bunch of Italian greyhounds. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think on Mars Attack, they do bark at each other, right? Yeah. On that movie, so. (laughs) Switching the pitch of their barks along with long barks and short barks. Either way, now fully naked, the aliens begin to spread a clear, thick, odorless (laughs) liquid all over his body with a very soft sponge-like object. (laughs) Okay. The liquid dried very rapidly. Almost sounds like candle wax. (laughs) It could be. Maybe this was the guy from Ground Zero. I don't know. (laughs) Antonio recalled how cold it was this night, and inside the UFO, it was even colder, with the liquid making him so cold he was shivering as it was drying. The aliens then attached two cup-like devices to each side of his chin, this device then somehow pulled the blood through his skin. The blood funneled into a glass fat, a glass flask he described as looking like a chalice. Okay. Okay. Once they were finished, they removed the device from his chin, and he felt it began to burn and itch, leaving visible marks on his face. The aliens then led him into another room that was completely void of anything but a couch and a producer who said... <laughs> You want to make it in this industry, baby? You got to prove it. (laughs) Casting couch. Here we go. 
No, it's just the couch. Just the couch. <laughs> just the couch. Now in the room alone, it began to fill with a gray gas similar to smoke that was slowly dissipating. Antonio began to feel very nauseated and felt like he was suffocating. He then moved into the corner, struggling to breathe until he finally vomited. After that, he remembers being able to breathe again. Mm, what the hell kind of weird shit goes on in UFOs? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're like cleansing him or I, I don't know, oh, getting the bacteria off of him or right. I don't know. I would. Humans are dirty. We well, are. Technically, I think they do that on our spacecrafts, right? Sure, like at least they go Mass to the Effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they definitely do. That is a, uh, <laughs> a complete depiction of how traveling into space Yeah, it's very accurate. This is when the door opened and a small naked lady entered the room. Ooh, 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 ooh. Antonio was perplexed. This was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. She was four foot six. Oh, she's the mid. She's the little one from uh, the group of gray guys earlier. That's what she is. No, no, those are all men. Those are like grays. She's this a shapeshifter. <laughs> could be. Her breasts were perky, like that of any Earth woman. Ooh. She had a flat, narrow waist, yeah. wide thighs, oh. white skin, Racist. and her arms were freckled. Cody really hates her. <laughs> Irish. Her hair was pure white parted in the middle, and curled halfway down her neck. She had large blue almond-shaped eyes that slanted outward, giving her an exotic look. <laughs> he recalled she had virtually no lips and a very pointed chin. He then noticed her underarm and pubic hair were blood red in color. Huh. He thought of her as an elf-like creature and claimed she emitted a sweet, enticing odor. Hell yeah. Standing in a bit of shock, the female alien began to slowly make her way to him. Once she reached him, she gave him a charming smile and rubbed her face and body against him. It was at this point Antonio noticed she became sexually aggressive towards him. Oh, at this point. <laughs> he said this later. Alone there, with that woman embracing me and giving me clearly to understand what she wanted, I began to get excited. I ended up by forgetting everything, and I got hold of the woman, responded to her caresses with other and greater caresses. <laughs> if uh, if his quotes sound a little weird, I think it's in the translation, probably to English, so keep that in mind. And the Middle Eastern accent. Yes. Very good Brazilian accent. Thank though. you. <laughs> he remembered she began to gently bite at his chin, almost as if she didn't understand what kissing was. <laughs> It seemed her seductive tactics were working, and Antonio began to have sex with the alien. Yeah, that he, a boy. <laughs> he remembered she started making what he called some disgusting grunting noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the, like the, the barking dog noises in a sexual manner, apparently. I don't know. Kind of hot, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> He claimed to be very turned off by this, <laughs> since he felt like he was having sex with an animal, but still managed to get the deed done. Well, his blood was up already. <laughs> Once he pulls that sword out, <laughs> he can't put it away until it stays in blood. It seems Antonio was just too sexy. Oof. They would have sex an additional time. He said, Finally, she became tired and was breathing heavy. I was still excited. But she withheld herself from me. <laughs> He's too sexy. You tease. <laughs> now the two were cuddling a little. When the alien then pointed at her belly, 
and pointed at Antonio, <laughs> let out a smile while pointing to the sky. It doesn't take Mari Polvik to know what that means. <laughs> Antonio, you are the father. Oh, man. It appears she is now done with Antonio and exits the room. The other aliens then allow him to get dressed once again and offer to take him on a tour of the ship. Decent. It seems like the sex was a bit distracting because he doesn't bring up any mention of what the ship looked like inside. <laughs> just had He just had that woman on his mind, I, I guess. I wouldn't be thinking about the interior design no. if yeah. it was like, well, this is the strangest day of my life so far. <laughs> I'm an estranged father without, uh, and I don't have a choice to be or not. Yes. Either way, he gives them a sign like he would re- like to return home now, and they guide him outside. Once outside, he watched as a ship slowly began to wind up, their lights getting brighter and brighter, slowly ascending into the air before blasting off into space at incredible speed. Awesome. After he finally made his way back inside his house, he noticed he had been gone for four and a half hours. He's a marathon, man. Damn, son. <laughs> Stamina. Stamina. He claimed to suffer from sleep deprivation, irritated eyes, nervousness, nausea, strange eruptions on his body, and skin problems. He figured no one would believe him, so he only told his mother about the incident. That's a weird choice. Do you think yeah. he called his mom and be like, Mom, I had the craziest goddamn night. You're not going to believe this, but... You're right, honey, I don't. You're going to have a grandson <laughs> that you're never going to see. Well, Miho, you're going to treatment because you're crazy. <laughs> Until it appears he finally began to tell a story later on. He was examined by Dr. Olavo Fontes, a professor of medicine at the Brazilian National School of Medicine. Doesn't seem like you get a whole lot of choices in the nat- your discipline the, there. The Brazilian National School of Medicine. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do here? You know. You hey, t- can you teach me business management? <laughs> <laughs> do you have ancient Russian literature by <laughs> He found that Antonio had been suffering from symptoms of radiation poisoning. Fuck. He would get lesions on his skin for months, and the spots where they exhumed blood from his face appeared like the skin had been recently rejuvenated. Whoa. So they pull the blood, and I guess they must be able to heal you some way? Sure. I don't know. It's kind of weird. He would undergo exams by a psychiatrist and take a lie detector test. Even the Brazilian military interrogated him. He passed the lie detector test, and he never swayed from his initial story. They determined he was not suffering from psychosis and was deemed emotionally stable. After the entire fiasco, Antonio felt a bit used by the aliens (laughs) and said this. That was what they wanted of me. A good stallion to improve their own stuff. (laughs) In the final count, that was all it was. I was angry, but then I resolved to pay no importance to it. For anyway, I had spent some agreeable moments. Obviously, I would not exchange our women for her. <laughs> I like a woman with whom you can talk and converse oh, and make sure yourself he understood. He's a romantic. Which wasn't the case here. Furthermore, some of the grunts that I heard coming from that woman's <laughs> mouth at certain moments nearly spoiled everything, giving the disagreeable impression that I was with an animal. <clears throat> And that is the tale of Antonio and his sex with a uh, beautiful uh, white alien, apparently. Super white alien. Let's put this together. Okay. What kind of animal do you think could leave suction marks on your face? Is that possible? Anything Leeches. outside of an octopus? Well, 
They were like big cups, though, remember? A leech is like a tiny little thing. Mega leeches. I just don't like it. I don't like that I don't know the answer to what happened to him. Now, we Adam, got- we just told you what the answer is. Yeah, you got fucked by a four foot six double D, but that's <laughs> whatever, man. I know nobody will understand that joke, but it was by some dipshit who constantly refers to woman as four foot two double D's or yeah. five foot two. Five foot two, that's it. That's yeah. the exact height that he likes women. Uh, anyway, so uh, Antonio, this is literally probably the most famous sexual alien counter story. Okay. Um, Initially, I wanted to do an entire episode about Antonio, but uh, he's the story's like so compact that you can't really do that. Starts and ends yeah. here. Basically, they took him. Uh, he just wanted to be tending to his crops. They had sex with him. Apparently, he thinks he has a kid in outer space somewhere, and that's about it. With it, a lot of these stories, I think they get way too complicated. So this one has stood the test of time. Mm. It nineteen fifty four. Simple. simple. A long it time. withstood military interrogation. Mm, that's good. Brazilian military interrogation. In well, that's probably 60s. just you do not get to go to Carnival unless you tell us the <laughs> truth. I imagine it involved a lot of beating, but I could be wrong. I don't Using know. your head as a soccer ball, probably. <laughs> I don't I mean, know what. All I took from this story is this man lives the life I want to. <laughs> he lives. You know what? He woke up one day. He said, "I'm not buffing cars anymore. No, I'm a. Fucking, I'm gonna have sex with aliens. That's right, baby. <laughs> I'm a space daddy. I'm building bridges. <laughs> I'm building the Federation right now. Well, that's one of the big theories with like these sexual alien encounters is that the aliens are so advanced that they have made themselves uh, infertile. Like they fear okay. humans are going to be eventually, right. and they need humans to try to figure out their own repair. Rep- Reproductive Reproductive organs once again. (laughs) They need a little jump Repossessed organs. Yes. So that's a theory, I guess. All right. Well, Uh, actually, the book I got this from, they they said Moses might have been a alien hybrid. Like they something about the aliens were fighting and they're going to flood Earth. And since Moses was half alien, half human, they told him how to save the world. And then obviously the aliens were fighting. They flooded the world. Mm. And Moses was saved. You mean he split Noah? The- <laughs> Noah or Moses? Noah, sorry. Goddamn. I was like, splitting the sea, flooding the world. He could be too, because remember, he the Ark of the Covenant is supposedly an alien device that saved uh, him and all the Jews. So. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll say allegedly. There was probably probably, probably, no, probably no credence at all to any of that. but Who knows, though? Not knows. Certainly not me. My name is Adam. <laughs> all right, Cody, that was a good one. All right, our next story is Susan B. My boyfriend drives a UFO. <laughs> what a fucking baller, dude. <laughs> now, Susan B., she chose to remain anonymous, so Susan is probably not her real name. Okay. But anyway, we're going to be referring to her as Susan. Can we call her Susie Q? No, <laughs> sure. we're going to call her no. Susan B. Susie. <laughs> it might be too confusing. <laughs> Susan was your average young woman in her early 20s. At the time, she was living with her grandmother in rural te- in a rural Texas town. Susan was working at a local truck stop waiting tables. Mm-hmm. The night of her encounter, she had just gotten off her shift and was headed home to bed. While laying in bed, she began to notice a very bright light shining through her window. 
While observing the light closer, she noticed it was zipping back and forth over the tree line. Susan's curiosity got the best of her. Just stay in bed. <laughs> stay in bed. She got out of bed Don't and God went to the window it. for a closer look. Well, at least she didn't go outside. We'll get oh, there. Oh, hold on, Jordan. At this point, it was almost like the light seemed to notice her. Mm-hmm. Stopped completely and seemed to descend down to the ground. Susan wanted to investigate outside. Idiot. So she threw on her fluffy house shoes and cotton robe. She carefully crept downstairs, being as quiet as possible, for she dare not wake up Grandma. Mm. <laughs> She'll get you with that wooden spoon. Wake, granny. <laughs> she exited out the back door and could see the light shining through the tree lines in the backyard. So Susan proceeded in its direction. When she finally reached the source of the light... It didn't take long to realize this was an alien craft. Uh, why? Like, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? It didn't take her long to realize? Like, Well, the lights were so bright, you got close enough, then you're like, oh shit, that's oh, an alien spaceship. That's not a helicopter. No. While standing there, taking in what she was looking at, the door began to open. Right in the doorway stood a man, or what seemed to be a man, mm. roughly 5 foot 10 inches tall and about 160 pounds. Mm. He had long hair that was red and spiky. It reminded her of an '80s rock star. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say it reminded her of a member of Druid, but they don't have cool hair like that. That's true. <laughs> no, they're just sad boys. <laughs> he held out his hand as if to beacon her onto the ship, and for some reason, unbeknownst to her, she placed her hand on his cold skin. <sighs> the two then proceeded inside, with the door closing behind them. Now she could get a better look at him. This is when she noticed he had light green skin covered in small, if not very fine scales all over his body. His eyes were yellow with black slits like a cat, but for the most part, the rest of him was shaped like a regular human man. She asked, Who who, who are you? (laughs) Before answering, he led her to an overstuffed black seat, and the two of them sat down. He finally replied, I am quite ill. I will be friend. <laughs> Susan remembers staring all around the ship, taking notice of a very strange geometric object in the center of the craft. Quite the all said, Your name is... I'm Susan. You speak my language. <laughs> yes, several Earth languages. Not good. <laughs> Susan later said he was very personable and friendly. He was wearing a very tight-fitting black outfit with a serpent insignia on the left side of his chest. <laughs> Slytherin. He is Voldemort. He's a, he's a reptilian. <laughs> he's a fucking reptoid. He's Obama. <laughs> Are you going to be the future president of the United States? <laughs> Are you Senator Barack Obama? Susan felt a bit embarrassed of her current attire now, but still said, How do you know my language? We take humans to a ship, put inside bodies two-way radios, hear what you say. <laughs> we crack code language, do code word meanings and sentence patterns. Long time we do this. <laughs> wow. That's... Maybe we all have two-way radios inside of There's us. some enterprising Yo, fucking alien. What up, Squizgar? <laughs> Squizgar. <laughs> he then let out a smile, exposing his mouth full of sharp teeth. She mentioned them being slightly yellow. Must be a smoker. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> he then said, <laughs> Now we see what you see, hear what you hear. 
Why am I here, Quetchel? <laughs> we learn more from you. Quetchel likes you. <laughs> He's romantic. Quetchel, what did you mean when you said you could see and hear what we see and what we say? We use device and had television and radio beginning in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect place to start, yeah. I think so. wonder if Cody's met Quetiel. <laughs> Could be. He then reached out and held her hand, then said, You're warm, skin warm. <laughs> Where do you come from? Quetiel come from far away. If Quetiel tell, you do not know. <laughs> Mansplaining. <laughs> yeah, asshole. Why do you pick me to answer your questions? Quentin, I like Susan. Mm. Watch Susan for a long time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> alien stalker. stalker. Here we go. He's in love. Can you get a restraining order on an alien? I don't know. I've intergalactic know. courts will hold Your neighbor kind of looks like one, and you got one on him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Susan was thinking to herself, why would he choose me? I'm just a simple, plain-looking country girl. <laughs> is she, that Susan thinking that, or is that the author Cody thinking that? No, this is her, her okay, words. Okay. She thought of herself as not ugly, but not traditionally pretty either. Okay. She just was a truck stop waitress. What could she possibly assist this alien with? There are plenty of others who are very educated. They would be much better at answering your questions. Quetiel just shrugged his shoulders. He then reached his hands out, putting it through her long, wavy brown hair, and said, Pretty Susan. <laughs> Keep Word your hands Smith. to yourself, sir. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> Apparently, hearing the words pretty really got her attention. Was he just using the excuse of wanting to gain knowledge from her to get romantically closer to her? <laughs> he just wanted to date her. <laughs> if my qu- boyfriend drives a UFO, <laughs> I get it. She ain't lying, is she? That's good. If Quit Y'all was truly after a romantic relationship with Susan, he asked the one question you never ask on the first date. He then said, We listen to much conversation. We try to understand basic beliefs that shape Earth society. Still, we do not understand this concept. What is God? <laughs> Never bring up religion, sir. Never bring up religion. Unless you meet at church. <laughs> I guess. Or you're Mormons. Then it's kind of required. <laughs> yeah. Susan responds. I don't know how to answer that question quickly. There are a lot of books written. They vary from different parts of the world. God means one thing to one culture, it's something else to another. <laughs> to the Hindus, he is one thing. To the Buddhists, another. Each culture sees him in a different way. Well, they all share some common beliefs. I don't know what more to tell you. What you believe about God, Susan? God is religion, Gretchen. <laughs> no one on earth can agree about this. I'm not even sure what I believe. I was raised a Christian. <laughs> But there are so many denominations that I am even confused myself. What is this word, religion? Where does it come from? Do the individual letters have meaning? (laughs) Symbol by symbol? We are looking for something, and we will find it sooner or later. Quitchell, I don't believe the letters mean anything special. Quitchell handed her something to write upon. We know English alphabet. Right, religion. 
He can travel all over the fucking galaxy, but he doesn't understand how to write how to write down the word religion. <laughs> fucking a. I hate you, Quetel. Wow, road. Susan did, and Quetel seemed to be quite pleased with it. Susan would love to keep hanging out, but she dare not have her grandmother know she was out of the house at this hour. She said, Quetel, I gotta go now. Susan, come back tomorrow night. Same time? Oh, all right. I will. (laughs) Susan exited the ship, heading back to her grandmother's house. Quetel watching her the entire time. It was almost dawn at this point, and Susan successfully made it back inside before her grandmother could notice. You little sneakster. (laughs) You little scamp. The following dare, she dare not tell anyone because she believed they would just attempt to catch a glimpse of him for themselves. Kind of smart, actually. Yeah, very smart. The following night, she was determined to dress a little better, this time wearing blue jeans, a t-shirt, and tennis shoes. Mm. She pampered herself with makeup and perfume and made sure her hair was on point. She was fleek. (laughs) Hell yeah. Once again, she seen the lights outside her window and could hear the sounds of, She's my cherry bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she didn't hear that, but no, wouldn't no. that be awesome? Yes. <laughs> she knew Quitio was here. Susan once again made her way outside and upon his ship. This time, after the door closed, it seemed to make a noise as if it was sealing itself shut. Yeah. A bit alarmed now, Susan said. Oh, what's happening? Do not worry. Quetzal will not hurt Susan. I take you for ready. You will be returned unharmed. Okay. How does the ship work? This is what guides the ship. It is nested tetrahedron. (laughs) Oh, the geometric device, I imagine. Correct. Mm. He was pointing at the strange geometric device in the center of the ship. Mm. Susan described this as being a three-dimensional star of David, <laughs> which right. is actually two tetrahedrons or yeah, yeah, yeah. or triangles superimposed over each other in opposite directions. The structure was large, wrapped in metallic wire, and it seemed to convey a source of energy. Quayle explained it was able to travel through hyperdimensional space using thought waves. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Quitiel had Susan sit upon his lap and let her choose the destination. Whenever she thought of a place, they would be there in a heartbeat. They went to New York City, Istanbul, London, a Druid concert, and Moscow. (laughs) (laughs) After Susan got a little bored... Well, how do you get bored of that? Apparently, she got bored. Jesus. I don't want to date this broad, gonna, that's for sure. You're going to see why she she wanted to go home. Okay. So, Quitiel returned them to the woods. When the craft settled, he wrapped his arms around Susan and said, Quitiel loves Susan. <laughs> Susan was strangely attracted to him as well. She wrapped her hands around his neck and passionately kissed him on the lips. His mouth had a strange taste, like acid mixed with ozone. That's how she described it. How do you know what ozone tastes like? I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, she's been in an alien ship, so... I guess. I'm going to trust her on this one. After making out for a while, Quetiel said, That's Susan Love Quetiel. (laughs) She remembers him seeming so lonely and needy, but she felt the exact same way. There was one problem. This wasn't someone you could exactly take home to Grandma. Susan said, I love you too. 
Cordial wants to be with Susan. <laughs> I want to be with you too. Susan then pulled her t-shirt off, exposing her breasts. Yeah. She got off his lap and started removing her pants and underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Quiliel knew what was happening yeah. and proceeded to completely remove his uniform as well. Uh-oh. Did it. Susan remembers gazing upon his naked body. It was the exact same as a normal human anatomy. His genitalia looked the same, just was dark green, <laughs> surrounded with reddish brown pubic hair. <laughs> you know, normal cock stuff. A dark green cock. Right. <laughs> Guys, I have a tattoo idea. <laughs> I want Get quite your dick. <laughs> I want quite your dick on my dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Quetiel, you green dick bastard. <laughs> Fuck you. Quetiel, as well, was enjoying looking at Susan's naked body. Mm-hmm. Okay, two- so does it mention if, like, the size of Quetiel's... No, no, he's just a normal Like, I feel like penis. he has to be packing a hog. I don't... Reptilians don't have penises, really. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. Well, apparently <laughs> Quetiel does. I've never sexed a reptilian. <laughs> Get on that. All right. The two then embraced each other, kissing once again, until finally laying on the floor, beginning to make love like humans would. She remembers it being just about the exact same as a normal human man, except his penis inside her was cold, but in a pleasant way. (laughs) A little cold dick in you. There you go. Who doesn't like a nice cold dick? (laughs) After the deed was done... Susan began to ask if they had marriage on his planet. He laid it down good then. <laughs> he did. He said, Yes, we have life, mate. I have not chosen yet. <gasps> well, I've never been married either. What is it like on your planet? Like your Earth, only hot and dry. So it's like a desert? That is correct. Time for Susan to go home. Will I see you again? Quetiel will be here in three nights. Susan, come to Quetiel? I'll be here. I kind of got the impression this was like a wham-bam thank you, ma'am. One and done? Quetiel might be pulling a fast one on her. Either way, they would continue their relationship for the next year, enjoying their romantic encounters at night. One night in particular, Quetiel took her deep into space. Yeah, he did. (laughs) They were staring at the moon, and Quetiel said... I'm going to get deep into your space. (laughs) Pour wax on my ass. (laughs) Looks like Quetiel's home. Susan, come to Quetiel's home. You you mean visit? Quetiel wants Susan live there. Be mate. (laughs) Susan was overjoyed and replied, Would your people accept a human as your wife? (laughs) Quetiel gets permission. When, when, When would this happen? When Quetiel work finished on Earth. Yes. Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> Quetiel was so excited. He grabbed Susan, lifted her up, and the two spun around in the air. Susan claimed he was twice as strong as any Yay. normal human Yay. man. <laughs> Excitement. Either way, it was time for Susan to return home. This time, as Susan was entering her grandma's house, the lights flicked on, busted... Grandma had an angry look on her face and said, Do you think I'm a fool? Granny, it's not what you think. (laughs) If it's not what I think, then what is it? Who have you been sneaking out to see in the middle of the night? It's my boyfriend, Granny. 
I know that, but who is he? Well, Granny, I don't know how to tell you this, but he's different. Is that why you can't bring him here? Is he black? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Come on, Granny, what the fuck? <laughs> Susan was crying her eyes out. She knew she couldn't tell her poor grandma the truth. She just said, Yes, he is. I figured as much. You've brought shame to the family. Jeez. It's good that your grandpa is dead. Jeez. Because this would kill him if he wasn't. <laughs> fuck you, Grandma. Yeah, no shit. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't like Granny. Don't. I figured she'd be like a nice, sweet Texas lady. No. And be like, Here, I made you some Frito pie. She's a very racist Granny. I'm sorry, Granny. I love him. I can't help it. It's your life, little girl. If you want to throw it away like this, I won't stop you. Just don't bring him here. Don't worry, Granny. I, f- I won't. <laughs> Even if her grandma was racist, clearly that was more believable than bringing in a reptilian <laughs> man. You got a badass here. Oh, that might be quit, y'all. <laughs> That's quite your that for sure. It's like, aren't you talking <clears throat> shit? <laughs> Either way, they continued their secret rendezvous. Mm. Quit, you'll never miss a day. Then out of nowhere, he just didn't show up. Days went by, and he was still missing. Susan was terribly upset, and even Granny took notice. Granny asked why Susan was so upset. She informed Granny her boyfriend was missing. Granny said, He'll show up again. Like a bad penny. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Granny. (laughs) She's not nice. No. That night, the light appeared once again. Yes. you must have finally returned. Yes. Love is back. Susan got dressed and quickly ran outside. Upon reaching the ship, the hatch opened, but it was not Quitiel standing there. No. It was three other beings. They said, You are Susan? Yes. Yes, where's Quetchel? <laughs> Quetchel's ship crash. Quetchel gone now. <gasps> no, no, he can't be dead. Susan was sobbing her eyes out. The other reptilians were comforting her and said, Quetchel, tell us about you. We talk, we decide to meet you. Tell about Quetchel. When did this happen? About 14 Earth <laughs> days ago. Something happened to ship. It crashed and is destroyed. We know Quetiel loves Susan. We know Susan loves Quetiel. Susan, come inside. Talk with us. Susan, feel better. (laughs) They did everything they could to try to comfort Susan, but she eventually knew she needed to return home. Susan did not take his death well. She ended up quitting her job and moving out of town, eventually living with her sister and until she finally decided to write down all of her accounts of what happened. As an anonymous source? As an, imo- as an anonymous source. Mm. That is the sad, tragic ending to a beautiful love story. Right? I feel like Quetchel sometimes. Do you? I really do feel like <laughs> Is Quetchel it because sometimes. of that green penis you have? <laughs> yes. You should go to a doctor. I did can't. you crash 14 Earth Days ago? I did. I did. And what I is it, what is it with aliens and not being able to drive? They're always fucking crashing. Yeah, they're terrible. Like, yeah. okay, if theoretically his thought thing transported him, did he think about crashing? 
He had to have, right? Like, like that thought went in his mind. He's like, I hope I don't hit mountain. <laughs> Maybe the uh, the ah. council took back his uh, marriage. They said you can't marry that oh, earth woman. and they executed uh-huh. him. Took or him he off. was so distraught, he... he no, it's, it's definitely a cover-up. It's definitely a he cover-up. He listened to the whole Druid EP back and forth, got sad, and went mm. into it, and just crashed. Goddamn right. <laughs> now, Jordan, I was kind of surprised, because you are the alien guy here. Yeah. And reptilians are not known for being nice. And this reptilian is very nice. Incredibly. So I figured you'd be speaking up up on it. I'm not too familiar with the reptilians. Oh, I thought you were big in the reptilians. Plus, was no, he nice or was he I just I mainly horny? have focused my alien looking at, like, greys and <laughs> uh, I think they're called the whites. Well, technically he was nice because he just came there. They were dating. They dated for over a year. He put his scaly penis inside of her yep. soft human vagina. He took her on trips. He She liked him. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Watch you had a fucking family back home. He had an Eskimo family. <laughs> okay, on so he was like Dan Marino. Yes. Okay. He, it's All a. Right. It's a. He's a fraud. Okay. Quetchel's fine. <laughs> he's raising his three kids that he should have been raising from the beginning, <laughs> before the homewrecker Susan got fucking yeah. involved. Not slaying Earth Poon. Yeah. Quetchel, so keep you... that green green dick. <laughs> keep that green dick away from my women. So he just. You think he just wanted a secret rendezvous? Oh, and yeah. he had a happy family at home, and yeah. he's kind of an asshole. You know what he did? He said, "I want to see what happens if I get a Earthling knocked up." Mm, he didn't knock her up. Maybe her womb Pull was polluted. Pull out game strong. <laughs> yeah, they didn't say what color his cum was either. I assume it's a shade of green, right? It has to be right. Oh, I was so. gonna go blue. But a cold penis. I don't know. That's kind of... She said it was pleasantly cold. Okay, it's kind I of a problem. Have you ever stuck anything cold up your bum, Jordan? I plead the fifth. <laughs> I have not. I can tell you that. All right. We ready for our final tale? Go for it. Our next tale is Evan Guerra. Um... And we'll just jump right into it. You'll know what's going on pretty quick here. <laughs> All right. Hopefully you've figured out the theme by now. <laughs> uh, they had a cup of tea, and that was the end. All, All right. right. Well, get back to it, Alvy. It is a Thursday evening sometime in February of 1982. Alvin was living in Fort Worth, Texas, and he had just returned home from softball practice. He was living in an apartment complex with his aunt, of which he has, was taken care of. Perfect. Nice man. Nice situation. Still in his softball attire, Elvin notices a bright blue light coming through the window in his apartment. So he goes out onto the patio to investigate. What he saw was what he described as a stealth airplane with gi- of gigantic proportions hovering roughly 75 to 100 feet in the air. It was dark gray in color and had three thruster jets on the bottom (laughs) that appeared to be keeping it suspended, but it made no sound at all. It's the Avengers. (laughs) Oh. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Maybe this is Thanos' ship. He claimed it was roughly 175 feet in length that was spinning in a 360 degree revolution. And he's the only one that saw it. <laughs> he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you besmirch Alvin. <laughs> fuck you, Alvin. 175 feet. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He then heard in a soft female voice, Don't be afraid. Cooperate with us and we won't hurt you. I love how they're like, don't freak out, but it's like kind of a threat weaved in there at the same time. <laughs> Comply! Comply! (laughs) Really, don't be afraid. Unless you don't cooperate. (laughs) Then you're in trouble, sir. 
when out of the shadows appeared a beautiful Nordic-looking lo- woman. She was six foot two. Her skin was whiter than white. Her hair was soft beige blonde, but it was her luminous blue-green eyes that captivated Alvin. She was wearing a light blue form-fitting jumpsuit. Alvin claimed it was so tight it basically exposed everything. He mentioned a strange emblem on the left side of her chest. The emblem was short, had a narrow stripe, light blue in color, slanting above a darker blue stripe. Kind of hard to imagine, yeah, that, to be yeah. honest, but I just, I just picture Star Trek something another. Here's what I'm thinking of. All right. Is a hot-ass, hot-ass babe in one of those okay, skin-tight have, have leather you seen, suits. Have yeah. you seen... Um, Dude, where's my car? Yes. Yes. The like space chick aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like that. Okay. <laughs> Elvin thought in his head. Oh my God, what a pretty lady. <laughs> he claimed he was becoming sexually aroused. <laughs> the lady reached her hand out saying, Do not be afraid. As the two held their hands together, a thick blue mist began to form around them. Within a split second, they had been transported to the ship above. Once in the ship, the aliens began to walk away from Alvin. He attempted to follow, but she said, Stay there. Stay right there. <laughs> All of a sudden, rainbow-colored particles bathed him for about 30 seconds. Afterwards, she said, Come, do not be afraid. <laughs> in Alvin's head, he was thinking, Wow, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> he believed she could read his mind because at the same time, she shot him a bemused smile. Ooh, she's a Trekkie, too. <laughs> All right. That'll come back up later. Upon examining the ship, Elvin claimed it was very cold inside, and the room was filled with long, cylindrical boxes that reminded him of coffins. <laughs> he asked, Are these where you sleep? She replied, No, we do not sleep. We just rejuvenate for a few hours each day. That's sleeping, yeah, I was gonna bitch. Say, that sounds a lot like sleeping. <laughs> sleeping, you bitch. Don't be but cute with me. I ain't no scientist, so... Either way, she said that while pointing at the tubes, obviously. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. They continued their journey in the ship until they reached what he believed to be a cockpit. Yeah, that's what he's going to be calling <laughs> something later. Put my pit. The floor was covered in a large version of the same insignia that she was wearing on her chest... There were two more women in the room staring at monitors that were displaying star systems. Alvin claimed the two girls looked at him, then giggled amongst each other as if they were excited to see a man aboard. Ooh. Alvin claimed it smelled like an office a bunch of ladies worked in. <laughs> all of their individual fragrances all blending together. They exited the cockpit and continued to walk down the hall, passing three more ladies on the way. One woman in particular was roughly six foot eight, and Alvin thought, (laughs) My God, she looks like an Amazon. (laughs) At this point, he knew they could read his mind. The lady guiding him said, What is an Amazon? (laughs) Women warriors. She laughed and said, We haven't known war for thousands of years. Everyone on our planet lives peacefully. (laughs) Or else. (laughs) (laughs) Until now. They finally had reached their destination, the medical area. While traversing through the ship, Alvin believed there had to be at least 20 of these female aliens, all wearing roughly the same outfit, and they all looked like they were between 25 to 35 years old if we were comparing them to human women. Okay. 
Very sexy, basically. Yeah. So this guy's got a fucking fetish. Or he's got a type. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he likes very, very tall women, apparently. Yeah, 25 to 35. <laughs> Inside this room, there were all, all sorts of small am... am <laughs> oh, my God. All sorts of aminos. <laughs> Inside this room, there were all sorts of small animals on the examination tables. He saw a little squirrel strapped to the table <laughs> with an alien woman examining it with a little laser, but did not seem to be that harming sounds it. Sounds fucking adorable. <laughs> I just squirrel. imagine the little fuckers just strapped on there. <laughs> on, <laughs> on the other tables were rodents, a blue jay, and a robin. <laughs> Excellent. Starting small, at least. <laughs> Until Alvin arrives. Yeah. The alien woman. Then signal for him to lay upon the table, for he was to undergo a medical examination. She said, We won't hurt you. Don't be afraid. Cooperate and you will be rewarded. Uh-oh. Mm. When a beautiful lady tells Alvin to do something, he complies. <sighs> so he lays upon the table, mentioning how cold the alloy was. Directly overhead was a dark screen with color lines on it. <laughs> A monitor to his side with a holographic image of him. The overhead monitor revolved around him, and then they used a crystal-like device passing it all over his entire body. Three women were now examining him, especially his penis. Oh, no, just <laughs> Using the crystal devices all over his body. What, just like rubbing them over? Or it's what? like a... It's like a like a wand, kind okay. of. And it so shoots like, the beams... <laughs> it shoots the beams of light out, yeah, gotcha. basically. And that same device seemed to draw blood from his body somehow. When the examination f was finished, he got off the table and said, mm, Can I see your ship? <laughs> Certainly. Follow me. She then led him into the botanical section. He witnessed several ladies examining the plants. Were they drying their blood too? <laughs> I don't know. The one leading him said, We are testing earth plants here. <laughs> sounds boring. Mm, it sounds awful. According to Alvin, he almost fainted at this point. He claimed each time he's seen a new lady, they just kept getting more and more beautiful, Alvin said. Now, where do you come from? <laughs> we come from the constellation you call the Big Dipper, the second star in its handle. Our sun is a white star. What's your name? She laughed and said, You would not be able to pronounce it. A little presumptuous here. So. Next, she guided him into the geology department filled with minerals and rocks. Alvin then asked, uh, May I see the lower levels? Yes, follow me. <laughs> yeah. This isn't sexy at all. They stepped into a narrow chamber and they were instantly transported below. Alvin had no idea how they had gotten down there so fast, but could hear the hums of the engines. How did this, this ship work? We used the magnetism of stars and also... Hyperdimensional travel. <laughs> okay. All right. They left the engine room and headed down the hall. Upon reaching the next room, she said, These are our storage <laughs> compartments. <laughs> All right, this is a real boring lady. <laughs> this is awful. They then exited and returned to the upper level once again. He was led into a room filled with large, comfy chairs and couches. There were more female aliens lounging about in here. The main one guiding Alvin signaled him to sit on the couch. When he did, she sat right next to him. Ooh. 
Now we're getting hot. Finally. I, I don't want to see any more storage <laughs> compartments. Maybe she she thought plants, animals, and rocks are how you get a human man warmed up. She thought wrong. <laughs> he claimed with her sitting so close, she smelled of vanilla, cinnamon, and coconut all mixed together. That's a good combo. <laughs> it's like a stripper. Exactly. <laughs> she was slowly leaning closer and asked, Tell me about your civilization. <laughs> which he basically gave her the rundown of as much as he could. She said, There have been two great civilizations on your Earth, and one on the planet Mars. Before Atlantis? Yes, thousands of years before Atlantis. Do your people believe in God? <laughs> oh, yes, the great cosmic creator of all the universe. Ooh. The one who created the stars and all that exists. Ooh. My people are dedicated to exploring the universe and to helping other cultures and species those who might need assistance of all the men on earth why did you choose me all of a sudden a flash appeared in alvin's head it was way back in 1954 he remembers seeing a bright white light in the sky while traveling down the road with his grandfather she said we felt that you would cooperate with us because of your previous alien contact alvin was beginning to feel a bit tired and fatigued he said, I'm getting really hungry. <laughs> so one of the other female aliens in the room approached him, pointed a device at his forehead, and he felt completely energized. Damn, I wish I had that. Right. I feel much better now. Can I go out with you? <laughs> no. You have a big responsibility on her. Fuck. Then, Who's gonna hit those dingers in beer league? <laughs> <laughs> then the image of his aunt flashed in his head. He remembered... He certainly did, in fact, have something important to do. He said, We ever come back? She didn't answer, almost as if she didn't want him to know the truth. So she asked, Who is Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> he, he is a character, an engineer from a television show called Star Trek. Ah, yes, television. <laughs> we have been monitoring your telecast for a long time. <laughs> it's my favorite show. It is a science fiction show about a starship that travels through the universe. They have a device similar to the one you use to beam down to other planets. Mm -hmm. The female alien then leaned forward, turning on a device, and a giant space map appeared. She pointed at Earth and said, We call it Veleni. This means blue planet. Mm -hmm. The two would continue to chat for several hours. In Alvin's mind, like most men... Sexual thoughts about the alien began to come up. She then told him, And now it is time for your reward. <laughs> yeah. She pointed a device at his head that forced him back into the couch, and his clothing instantly vanished. Oh, show me some more storage <laughs> containers. <laughs> Elvin was in shock at first, until he noticed she was completely naked as well. Ooh. He said she was absolutely perfect. <laughs> Her breasts were firm and round. Her pubic hair was blonde and thick. Yes. He claimed she had a better shape than any earth woman he had ever seen. When he turned his head, the other ladies in the room were examining his clothing. Either way, the main alien proceeded to mount him and engage in sexual intercourse. Alvin began to think how uncomfortable it was not being able to move his hips. She seemed to notice and released him from his paralysis. Nice. Alvin claims she was profusely sweating during sex, nice. just as much as he was. <laughs> Hell yeah. Her cheeks were turning rosy red. According to Alvin, 
they reach orgasm at the exact same time. <laughs> After- <laughs> Afterwards, while laying there, she asked if he enjoyed it. Oh, yes, it was definitely the best I ever had. <laughs> she then took notice of the blue necklace he was wearing and said, This is beautiful. He took it off and handed it to her. What stone is this? We call it turquoise. Would you like to have it? Yes. Yes? He then placed it around her neck, and she was very excited. They began kissing again until Alvin was ready for round two. They began to copulate once again. This time, Alvin lost consciousness. He's fucking dehydrated. (laughs) They were both profusely sweating, so he passed out. He's a stallion, bro. (laughs) When he finally woke up, he was lying in his bed completely naked. He remembers his penis felt chapped, irritated, and raw in certain spots. That'll happen after a few marathon (laughs) sessions, boys. He searched all over for his clothing and necklace, but it seemed to have disappeared forever. Later, Alvin believed he was just being used as, quote, a stallion, perhaps for breeding purposes because he did not see any other males aboard the ship. He said this about his encounter later. It was out of this world sex. I'll never be lucky enough to find a woman like that again. Sometimes I burn incense to remind myself of her sweet smell. Vanilla, (laughs) coconut, and cinnamon. Hardly a day goes by that I don't think of her and wonder where she is. And what she's doing now (laughs) is tearing me apart. (laughs) Fill it up my back. I'll never forget her. (laughs) <laughs> so there it is there's elvin satisfying a nordic uh woman on a very large spaceship nope no nope. <laughs> you don't think so here's what happened he watched the star trek marathon yeah took a little meth jerked <laughs> off for 14 hours and well, he does, dicks raw he does he does uh softball so is meth the drug of choice for softball no he probably the- needs something to like get him you know, I guess meth gets you jacked yeah, up. Yeah, but, but you're not going to do meth for softball unless you're a meth head. <laughs> That's true. Maybe MGD maybe is what those boys do. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. A few too many MGDs. Yeah. And uh, apparently they really liked his softball clothes because they kept him and left him with a He never a got his uniform. Dick. Nope. Just, just a chap dick. Wow. What if it was a rental uniform? Right. Well, I don't have well, now it he because has it got stolen it. by aliens. Nordic. Likely story, Elvin. Six foot eight, so, Nordic, beautiful alien. So you think he just has a fetish for tall women. Yeah. And 25 to 35. And he really likes Star Trek and he kind of just blended it all together. All right. What do you think, Jordan? I'm going to say that he <laughs> fucked aliens. <laughs> Perfect. Well, they got... So we have uh, two absent fathers now, apparently, two alien yep. children. Yep. And one poor heartbroken yeah, young one. lady. Do you ever... Okay, let's go back to Susan real quick. So when he died, do you and her future dating in, in Denver endeavors? Do you think she was like, man, these guys just won't ever compare up to Quit Yill? Oh. So listen, before we have sex, I'm gonna need you to stick your dick in the ice box. <laughs> Honey, put your dick in the ice box yeah. for about 20 minutes and come see me. Yeah. <laughs> Susan developed a fetish for cold yeah. cock. She's like, can you spray paint your cock before you come yeah. in here, please? <laughs> Ew. She just glues fish gill, fish scales all over his dick. <laughs> Fuck, I don't want my dick to be a permanent arts and crafts project. For Too late. Mine's God a macaroni yeah. picture. <laughs> Either way, uh, I, I find 
you know what? I forgot to even mention that I literally purchased a book that is called like um, Sexual Encounters with Aliens or something. I didn't feel proud of myself reading it, but it, it actually wasn't too bad. And you did get off once or twice, right? Once or twice. Perfect. There's right. a lot of stories that were just like, um, there's a lot of stories in there that were a lot more rapey. Sure. Uh, I can imagine. So, so you picked good ones. Yes. You picked ones we wanted was, erotic You picked aliens ones, yeah. that understand consent right. and nuance. Certainly. So there's a lot of rapey aliens, but these are just consenting aliens, which is probably better. All right. So. Great episode, Cody. You got, uh, we got everything we needed out of that one. Thank you. We got alien sex, copulation, <laughs> furthering, boyfriends with UFOs, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It was fantastic. I wish my boyfriend <laughs> drove a UFO. Yeah. It would make everything easier. You know And what? it would mean he... someone loves me. <laughs> and that is because this is the Valentine's Day special, right? Mm-hmm. A little late, but uh, it's still romantic. If you wish your boyfriend <laughs> was an alien that drives a UFO... Uh, email us what kind of UFO and what kind of alien you'd like at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod and on Facebook and Instagram at bumblebuttpodcast. Instagram, of course, being our main chicken right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you talk to us on any of those, I guarantee you one of us will probably talk to you back. Right. Guaranteed. Most likely. Guaranteed. <laughs> Not to mention we all have our own Instagram, so you can find through the podcast one. But follow right. that one. That's yes. the most important one. Right. Now it's time for the most important part of the show, at least if you ask Cody, and that is the iTunes reviews. We were uh, blessed once again. Hashtag Papa Bless. <clears throat> Hashtag Blessful. Okay, so this week we got three new reviews, one non-written and two written. Ooh. We got two righty boys. Two righty boys. We'll Let's start... <laughs> We'll start off with 10 out of 10 Wood Bang oh. by Coty Josephine. Oh. I think you're familiar with her, Adam. I, I might be. <laughs> I am too, actually. I might be in correspondence. Yeah, that sounded weirder than it needed. I, yeah. I, I say oh. we share names, so that's I fine. I might be. <laughs> Even I look forward to these episodes, and I genu- genuinely don't like most things. We share, <laughs> I think we share the same uh, attitude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Now we have one from Thank you, Cody. We have one from Adam's Guardian Angel. Oh. VW Chick A. Candace. Love my bumble butts. Good job on the accents. Felt like I was right there in the room with them. And then a bunch of squares. I spo- I assume that's emojis. That's probably emojis that <laughs> yeah. come through. Wow. But, but thank you for the review and thank Definitely. you for saving Adam's life. Definitely thank you for both of those. <laughs> mostly the review. Yes, mostly the review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh shit, man. I think that's all the business we have to take care of today. That's it. I think so. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. I would like to also thank my co-host, Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. I would like to thank Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. I've, of course, been Adam. And uh, that's going to do it for another episode of Bumble Butt Podcast. So, Mm -hmm. everybody, have a great weekend. Unless it's Tuesday. Keep it sleazy. (laughs) Remember to let Lord Beelzebub into your heart. Oh. That's my new thing. All right.